on last Sunday Sunday's show, I came out and said the Cubs were not collapsing. One week later, that has drastically changed. We talk about it all on a very somber episode of Locked On Cubs next. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Sam Olber. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. We are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms of conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Um, hope everybody is hanging in there. Um, I decided to go live on a whim about a half an hour ago. The reason why is pretty simple. Uh, I believe that it's important for our show. It's been such a, a an up and down roller coaster season. We've been through the highs, been through the lows. It, it feels right to be present during, you know, one of the lowest points of the season. I don't expect a big turnout. Um, I am not going to be screaming and ranting too much. I just think that um, if I were an everydayer like you guys are, I'd want to hear uh, the, the the host of the show be live and present after a historically historically bad weekend for the Cubs and for Chicago sports. So that's what we're going to do. I ask you guys do the best you can to keep it appropriate in the comments. Cause there are kids right that are watching the YouTube and these do come up in the live YouTube part of the comments. I'll also have a little teaser. Matt and I are going to try something fun for tomorrow's show later on, but all that's out of the way and it's time to address uh, what in the hell has happened to our baseball team. Last Monday, I came out. I said, it's not a collapse. They've lost three straight games. It happens. It just happened at a bad time. What's happening now? Well, they went in. They won a, they won a really hotly contested game Monday night in Colorado, and they haven't won a game since. They've lost five straight games, three of which to the team chasing them, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They've gotten outclassed by five straight absolutely ridiculous starting pitchers. They just got swept against the Arizona Diamondbacks. These were the starting pitching matchups. Justin Steele versus Brandon, whatever, Pifat. Kyle Hendricks versus Zach Davies. And Ryan Nelson against Jordan Wicks. You couldn't ask for a better matchup. Cubs were pretty much favored or close to it in all three games. If they won one, they'd be okay. If they won two, they'd be in great shape. The only thing they couldn't do is lose all three, and that's exactly what they did. And on Friday and Sunday, they didn't really show much effort. I'll get to Saturday's game a little bit later on because it was one of the worst losses in my uh, fandom's history. But let's get started with the big picture stuff. Why is this team struggling right now? 
why are they collapsing right now? And, and to me, the answer is very simple. When this team has played its best, their offense has been a juggernaut. Early, late in July and early August, they were a nightmare for any right-handed pitching uh, opponent. Mike Talkman was a thorn in the leadoff spot. Cody Bellinger was the best hitter in baseball at that time. Dansby Swanson was hitting. Hap was hitting. They were all hitting, and they were all hitting at the right time, right? Sequencing, sequencing. When a couple guys would get on, that's when they'd get their big hits. Currently, they are back into the May version of the Chicago Cubs, where they're still mixing in their hits, but they're not getting any big hits. It is a situation where whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Ross tried to uh, change the order. He moved Hap to the leadoff hole. Hap's had great success there now, back-to-back games, but it's not producing runs. They're having chances to blow games open. They had the bases loaded, nobody out, down two runs today against a scuffling pitcher in Ryan Nelson, and your best hitter at the plate with an automatic ball coming off two walks, and he swings at a 1-0 pitch away from the plate, double play ball, bad base running by Morrell. That right there, that play right there felt like the game. And we could get into and dissect the pitching and dissect Ross. And I think we've dissected Ross more on this show than any other Cubs show probably combined. But at the end of the day, they are not scoring enough runs. They went to Coors Field. Their bats couldn't get right there. Arizona's not a bad place to hit, especially against those three pitchers. Their bats couldn't get right. For me, the number one reason we are here right now and for the first time in a very long time on the outside looking into the postseason is that the Cubs bats are dead and it's too familiar of a scenario. It happened with the old core in 2018 and, and 19 and 20 for whatever reason, this franchise has not been able to produce offense late in the season when it matters most. A lot of people are insinuating that it's a fatigue thing. And Ross has had to do a better job of getting guys days off. And when my dad came on the show and talked about 1969, that's what he insinuated that Leo DeRocher did, that there wasn't enough uh, um, depth in using guys. I just don't buy that. Dansby Swanson missed a big chunk of the year. He should be fresh. Cody Bellinger missed a month of the year. He should be fresh. Nico Horner was on the IL. He should be fresh. Seiya Suzuki was on the IL. He should be fresh. The only really fatigue guys I could really buy is Ian Happ. In the last two games, he's the only one that's hitting. That's looking for excuses. That's loser mentality. This team is built around winning players. Cody Bellinger's won a world championship. Dansby Swanson has won a World Series. Nico Horner is a winning baseball player. David Ross won three of them as a player. They should not be collapsing. They should not be feeling the pressure. They should be performing better. And Saturday night was an absolute joke of a game. I'm going to get to it in a minute. But outside of that, Friday, they hit three home runs in the ninth inning when it didn't matter. They didn't hit a home run the rest of the series. You know, those little things, those sequencing 
uh, um, is, is has really hurt the team. That's the number one reason we are here right now. Number two, three, four, and five are not close. Number one, this offense is in one of its cold spells. If you want to be a glass half full person, which is something that I'm trying desperately in the new year. By the way, happy new year to all the folks that are celebrating that uh, this weekend. I'm trying to be more positive. I'm trying not to be as much of a pessimist. If you are a glass half full guy or gal, you know they're going to get out of it at some point. And usually when they get out of it, they hit for a long time. The problem is, as we're going to talk about in a bit, they don't control their own destiny anymore. If they finish tied with these teams, they're out. They're going to really have to get hot now. It's going to be very similar to the end uh, of July where – you know, they're going to be playing for their lives, but maybe that's when they play their absolute best. But before we get into the playoff stuff and some comments and things like that, I, I have to take a deeper dive into Saturday night's game because Saturday night's game had a feel of, and, and I, may be, I may be exaggerating here, but, but, but like a horror movie, like, like a complete nightmare. Uh, there were three plays in that game that stuck out that I've really never quite seen before. Number one was Cody Bellinger was struck on the hand with a baseball on an 0-2 pitch. It was clear as day that he was hit on the hand. After he was hit on the hand, the ball then deflected to the knob and then deflected to the pitcher. He was called out on the field. The, the, the ruling uh, was not overturned. And then Dansby Swanson, who I thought was really, if you're going to have a, a goat or, or, or play the blame game on one guy for Saturday night it was him comes up with a man on third one out for the first of two times it doesn't deliver it cost the Cubs a huge run then I don't I can't remember what inning it was and and let me tell you I've had a lot of lonely sad Saturday nights in my day that was the worst one I've ever had uh Ian Happ hits a rocket down the first baseline with a man on first and third no outs Cubs have all the momentum and for some reason Patrick Wisdom didn't run to second base. Uh, maybe he thought it was foul. Maybe he heard something from the bench. And what should have been a ground out to first, man on second, one out, one run in situation turned into a double play. That cost the Cubs big time. And then the weirdest part of the whole game was first and third, two outs, Diamondbacks down to their last strike, one out away, one strike away from coming out with a huge win. Hayden Wisniewski has a bad hitter up in Emmanuel Rivera, who's really only in there to hit lefties. He has him off balance on a couple sliders, and then Rivera get starts to take the slider. It, it was obvious that he, he was seeing the slider. He was set up for a fastball away. The pitch wasn't made. It was a, a flat slider line back to the mound, and it would have gone right to Nico Horner, but it hits off the back of Wisniewski, kicks up in the air. It looks like Swanson may have a play on it, but he doesn't really go for it. A run scores, and then Gabriel Moreno, or Gabriel Moreno hits a base hit to right field, and the slow-footed Evan Longoria is safe by a mile, and the Cubs lose. That game right there is the game for me. I know Matt's come on and talked about some earlier games, I know July 3rd in Milwaukee was one that felt like we'll never have back, and, and that was really difficult. That game for me was the one where I just said, you know what, maybe it's not their year. Maybe it's not their year. And I understand a lot of people out there that are saying, hey, Sam, going into the season, you said you want to play big games in September, and they're doing that. 
and the future does look bright for this team. I thought Jordan Wicks really uh, accounted for himself well tonight after a tough first inning. He's a real bulldog and competitor. And, you know, PCA will hit better than this when he has a full year under his belt. There, there's a lot to be happy about. But to me, the competitor in me cannot sit here and say that this is okay when a week ago at this time there was about a 90-plus percent chance of you to make the postseason. And now I would assume when you wake up Monday morning it's going to be right around 50 or below that, and that's just because you have a couple easy teams coming in. It's not okay. You know, these chances don't grow out on trees. The Cubs have a better roster and a better team than the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have a better team than the Cincinnati Reds, and I think they have a better team than the Miami Marlins. But none of that matters. It's about what your record says. You are what your record says you are, and right now they're not there. So um, it, it's 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 very frustrating, but the 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 cool part about it is you still have 12 games left. And this team has played their best baseball uh, when they've absolutely had to with their backs against the wall. And we'll talk about what the current playoff situation is next. But first, this episode is brought to you by Jace. Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and it is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus. Plus an additional $20 off by using code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked. On. We are back here on Locked On Cubs. I appreciate all 260 of you that are tuning in with me right now after what was one of the worst weekends for the Cubs in a very long time. So what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the current playoff picture, um, and I will talk about uh, some things we're going to do on Monday's show, and then we'll take some comments from the listener. So as it currently stands, I don't have the the standings in front of me. I believe the Cubs are on the outside looking in right now for a postseason berth. I believe the Diamondbacks have taken over the second spot. I believe the Marlins and Cubs are tied for the third, and the Marlins have the tiebreaker with the Chicago Cubs. So what does this mean? Well, the Cubs have 12 games left. Those 12 games are going to be featured against the Pittsburgh Pirates at home, the Colorado Rockies at home, the Atlanta Braves on the road, and the Milwaukee Brewers on the road. I will be the first to break the news to you right now that the Atlanta Braves and Milwaukee Brewers are going to play that series very tough. This isn't like basketball or football with fear of injury. They're not going to just sit all their guys. The Braves series, that's probably going to be before the divisional, so you're probably going to see Strider. You're probably going to see their big guys for the last time, and if you think you're going to go into Milwaukee, even though they have the division clinched, and they're just going to roll over so their rival can get in, the team that takes away most of their fans, the team that 
that that really is responsible for why they are a small market team, you're absolutely out of your mind. That will be a very tough series to win. I think you have to go into that series hoping and praying to win three games, which means this next upcoming homestand, you have to win five of six games. Four and two will put you in a spot where you're still right there, but five and one has to happen. And that's not going to be easy. Pittsburgh's playing better baseball. You're going to see Mitch Keller in one of those games. Hopefully you can sweep uh you know, hopefully you can sweep Colorado uh, because, you know, they're really bad and they're really bad on the road. You already dropped two of them against them. So hopefully they'll, they'll be able to get that done. But, you know, it's very simple what, what needs to happen. The offense needs to get on one of those stretches where they score about eight to nine runs a game for a week straight. And if they do that, the Cubs will probably create a little bit of a cushion. I think the goal would be to go into next week at this time about two games up so you have enough cushion to where – you know, you could give away a game. Remember, if you're two games up on the Marlins going into the final week, you're not. You're one game up because you don't hold the tiebreaker. That is the problem. If they they have lost so many tough head-to-head games against the Marlins, against the Reds, and against the Diamondbacks, and that ultimately feels like it's going to do them in. Um, so, you know, they really have to win and win quickly. Um, I think that the, the thing you have to do is you just have to take it one game at a time. You can't, you, as a player, you can't come in there and say, hey, let's just win all six. You got to just get one. They got to just break this losing streak, get one, and go from there. Um, I do not think it is over yet. I still think the Cubs have a chance, but it does feel very bleak and it does feel like almost they don't deserve it with the way that they've played the last week or so and the pitchers that they have let really um, them take out the game. I, I, I do have to mention that before we get into listener comments and, and some stuff for tomorrow, um, the Cubs have been hurt by injuries. Jamer Candelario is out. Nick Madrigal is now out. You're stuck with Patrick Wisdom playing third base who – is, um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say a, a liability there at this point in his career and has not done anything offensively. Adbert Ozale is out. You're down your closer. Michael Fulmer is out. Now, these are things that are a part of the game, um, but, you know, it doesn't make it any easier. So, you know, we know this team has a, has a lot of, of pride and character. They've already shown that they could come back from the dead once. They're going to have to do it again. And, um, you know, it's not going to be easy, but what else is there to do? You know, we, we, we've been with this team since day one. There, there's no reason to back out now. So coming up next, I'm going to tell you guys a cool thing that Matt and I are doing on Monday, and we will take uh, listener questions and comments or vents, and, and that's kind of what we're going to d- uh, discuss here coming up. But first, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 uh, times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less in your favorite baseball stats like home runs, which the Cubs never hit, strikeouts, which the Cubs are doing a lot of, hits, with the Cubs have very few of them, especially in the clutch, and more. Use promo code locked on. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details, currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. 
I want to show you guys on the bottom here. We're going to have a sound off tomorrow because of what's going on with the Cubs. I think Matt, Matt came up with this idea um, on how you guys can call in basically to kind of turn it into a radio show and get your, uh, your opinions out. It's like a vent line, if you will. Uh, you're going to email. There, there's going to be an email listed below. You'll be able to record yourself and uh, we'll take calls on the show. Um, and, and you could kind of express all your concerns and, uh, you know, be a live guest on the show and, and, and come in live and, and say what you want to say. I think it's, you know, right now is a really tough time. And I think we're trying to find a way to be as interactive with you guys as possible because without you guys, there's no show. And despite the Cubs playing, you know, really bad baseball at the worst time, um, you know, it's still fun to interact with everybody and, and have a great time. So I'm going to leave that on the bottom so everybody could see that for a little bit. And I will start taking questions, um, concerns, predictions, um, whatever you want. Um, John, oh, whoops, there we go. John says, hate to say it, this is starting to look a lot like the last weeks of 2004. John, that is a great comp. For those that aren't familiar, the 2004 Cubs actually won one more game than the 2003 Cubs, and many of those people thought that that team was better. They added Nomar Garcia-Para at the trade deadline. They thought you know, it, it really felt like it was a strong team, and they had the wild card wrapped up for most of the season until the last couple weeks they completely fell on their face, and that is currently what's happening with our team right now. Very good comp, John. Christian says, where do the Cubs go from here? Well, Christian, I would say this. We're going to have the entire offseason to discuss big picture things and why it went the way it did, if it goes the way it's not. The Cubs go from here. This is what they do. You take off Monday. You get yourself away from the game. You take a mental break and you forget about it. You show up Tuesday. You score a bunch of runs against a, a, a probably an inexperienced Pirates pitcher. You get the vibes feeling well. Hopefully that, that would be enough to get yourself back into the playoff picture. And then you tell yourself, you go do it again on Wednesday. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. You know, life and baseball are very similar right? Boxing and life are very similar. Sports and life are very similar. You know, when you hit rock bottom, all you could do is if, if you still have a chance, you keep going and, and that's what they're going to do. And it sounds cliche. It sounds eye rolling, but the good news is there's 12 games left to go. They can get hot over these next 12. What's the number that they have to get to? Um, Probably eight. I think eight and four would probably be good enough. You got to remember, they don't have the tiebreaker. So seven and five, unless those teams really start to struggle, won't do it. I think realistically for the Cubs to make the postseason, they have to win eight of their next 12 games at the very least. And that's not going to be easy. Dave Cheris, who happens to also be my cousin, says, Tyone is pitching, Sam. We are finished. Well, I would say to my cousin Dave, right now, you and I could be pitching with the way that this offense is producing, and it would not matter. Offense has to get back going first. Then we could criticize anybody that's pitching. Um, but, yeah, it, it's rough. Here's what Vivek, Vivek says. Sorry, Vivek. I just, I just had you there. Let me scroll back up. I got you. Uh, Vivek says, do you think this falls on Ross? 
Ross? And if so, does Jed part ways? I think it's an off-season question. I think what falls on Ross is a lot of the games early on that they should have had that they didn't. I don't think this recent stretch right now is really much on Ross, but really the Cubs shouldn't have been in this position in the first place. They, they've given away so many games that they should have had uh, one way or another, and that does fall on Ross. And I think at the end of the season, Jed Hoyer will look at the advanced metrics, look at the run differential, and see how much better the Cubs were than the Marlins, Reds, and Diamondbacks. And yet, if they finish with a worse record than them, it'll have to be a hard conversation. My guess is he'll stick with Ross because the expectation this year was to just be competitive, and that's what they are. But but I definitely think Hoyer will have to take a hard look at it. At the end of the day, my guess would be no, he stays. But, you know, anytime you collapse like this, you have to look at the guy in charge, and and, and that's David Ross, and it hasn't been uh, very good. Um, Cubs Crusader says, experimenting with PCA this time of season is the wrong time. Thoughts? Um, I think that's, a you know, with, with all due respect, Cubs Crusader, I think that's a hindsight take. I, you know, he's looked really bad offensively. I don't think anybody thought he'd look this bad offensively, but I don't think he's cost him any games. I, I think Mike Talkman not being the guy that he was in August is really hurting him. I think, you know, Dansby Swanson not not hitting offensively is really hurting him. I, I will say David Ross hitting Christopher Morrell third, I think that's really hurting him. It's I think the Cubs are the only baseball team in the history uh, uh, of the sport that can't figure out who to put in the three hole. You know, that's where Mickey Mantle hit. That's where Ted Williams hit. That's where Stan Musial hit. You know, your best guys hit third for the most part in second. And the Cubs just, it, it, it's like a like a revolving door in the three spot. Just put Bellinger third and figure it out. Um, but no, I don't think so, Cubs Crusader. I think they're trying everything and it's just not working right now. Brian, seems like a positive take here. This this stinks, but in the end, this is what we really wanted, to be playing meaningful baseball in September. Yes, missing the playoffs stinks, and I feel miserable about it, but all we can do is pray. Brian, great comment, man. I, I don't have anything else to add. Like I said, I'm never a guy that likes to look back at the initial expectations and say, well, we thought they'd be here, so this is fine, so it still stings for me. And, and like you said, it stings for you, but that's a that's a good way to look at it. So, so good for you. Um, let's see what we got here. Where's the passion from the players and coaching staff? The D-backs coach was intense. Ross couldn't figure out how to stop leaning on the rail. Here's what I'll tell you, Blake. Respect the comment. It's hard to have passion when you're not hitting the ball. You know, everything feels dead and, and buried when offensively you're not hitting the ball over the wall. You'll see a lot of passion on Tuesday night at Wrigley if they hit a few balls on Waveland. There's no bats. There's no life. Somebody's got to get a big hit. And right now, they're just not getting it. So I think it feels like they're dead in the water. The Diamondbacks looked dead in the water last week. They got swept in New York against the Mets, and then they came back. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I got time for one or two more. I, I, I really appreciate everybody um, that is on 258, much more than I thought we would get on a depressing, gloomy Sunday night in Chicago. Um, but the good news is, guys, the season's not over yet, and you just have to keep going because what else is there to do? You know, what do you, what, what are they going to? What is Swanson going to say? Hey, coach, on Tuesday, just you know, take me out of the lineup. You have to, uh, you have to keep going. You know, life's about keeping going. Sports is about keeping going. Um, right now, it feels bleak, but um, what else can you say? Matt Cozy. 
with a couple comments. Maybe I'll put those up. If you don't know, he's the co-host of this program. Matt says this is a phenomenal show and that the Bears are 0-2. If you want to feel better about the Chicago Cubs, go watch the tape of the Chicago Bears football team, which might be one of the worst teams in the National Football League. I appreciate everybody that came out today. It always feels good to talk to you guys. My advice to you would be get away from the game of baseball on Monday. Go to your job. Go to school. Do whatever you need to do. Do the same thing Tuesday afternoon and then come back. Hopefully, we got a little bit of luck Monday and Tuesday. We'll come back at 6.40 Tuesday and do it again because that's the definition of being um, you know, insane. Insanity is, is doing it all over again and expecting a different results, but we're fans, and that's what we do. So the Cubs right now in the midst of a little bit of a collapse, but they got 12 games to turn it around. Matt and I will be back Monday night. See if you guys want to call in. Once again, I'll put that up just as I close the show. If you guys want to call in and be live on our show, kind of like a radio show, because we need all the venting we can get. Shout out to the everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout the week. And you can become an everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube. Smash the like button for the algorithm. We are also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts and streaming on SiriusXM. I'm Sam Olber, and this was a very tough episode of Locked On Cubs. Have a good day, guys.